Avengers, assemble. In the wake of Endgame, some were lost, others regained. They're good. What happens next? Stay tuned, true believers, as we try to find out. Peter Melnick. Graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. Ready? It's time for a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelous, and Happy New Year. We're recording this episode on Tuesday, January 7th, 2020. So, again, Happy New Year. He's Peter Melnick. Hi. And? And? You're supposed to reciprocate here. And you're Eddie Wilson. All right, he's in. Okay. And before... This is a dry run. You can tell. <laughs> like rough, Very rough on the ears. Sandpaper on the ears. So sorry about that already. Uh, prep? Show prep? What are we talking about here? And before we get into the usual stuff... Or rigmarole, Eddie. We want to tell you how you can reach us if you are so inclined. First off, go on Facebook at facebook.com slash... The Marvelists. Give us a like ski, a follow ski, a whatever ski on there, a jet ski even. Go on Twitter and Instagram at... The Marvelists. You can find us on there, as well as individually, myself, facebook.com slash Peter Melnick Podcaster, and Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick. And there's only one place for all of your Eddie Wilson needs on the social media world, and that's on Instagram at... Eddie9193. I got to say, by the way, when I was listening to an episode where John did the wraparounds, and he goes, there's only one place where you can find Eddie Wilson. I'm like... He did? Yeah, something to that effect. I was like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that, too. But this you, too shall pass. You can also find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms, including TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, among many, many others. But remember, rate, review, subscribe, and share on iTunes, and five star if you feel like it. If you wanna, it's 2020. Give us 25 star reviews, Eddie. And hopefully, so is your vision. And remember, Without much Wanda. Like, remember, much like the ice cream machine at McDonald's, <gasps> four stars and below just does not work. You really should collect on those mentions. Well, I wish you would take, take a, residuals. Uh, yeah, but not now, not yet. I don't know when, <laughs> but you're just foolishly optimistic. Okay. Well, what a fool believes, Eddie. It came from somewhere back in and the first song of 2020 podcast is revealed. Thank you. You're welcome. It's truly what a fool believes. <gasps> but, Eddie, a Peter. lot has happened since our last episode with Matthew Rosenberg. Let's just talk about, first off, that trailer that dropped. And it's not for an MCU movie, no. It's a movie that will be released through Marvel Studios, technically, in association with Marvel. But it's a 20th Century Fox joint. And it's gonna be... Scary. Spooky, even. Horrific. Spoop. Well, I, I hope it's horrific, but not in the sense of quality. Correct. We're talking about the long delayed. The movie that was supposed to come out, I believe, in 2017, then 2018, then 2019, and now it's finally coming down the, the tunnel in 2020. The final X movie, at least of the 2000 onward run, mm -hmm. we're talking about The New Mutants. Yeah. And The New Mutants is a movie that has not been in development hell it's been in release hell it's a movie that has repeatedly been delayed 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 to the point where people have been speculating is this even going to come out mm -hmm. 
there were trailers, or there was a trailer, which was pretty good, pretty okay, I'd say. And there was a poster. The poster was cool. I loved seeing that. It reminded me very much of the Nightmare on Elm Street practical effects of, like, going through that, you know, wall, and you see the hand and the face and the ah. But there was a lot of cool stuff with that. And I, missed, like I, said, I missed the poster, but the trailer yeah. I thought was very good, and it definitely Well, we're talking about you... the second trailer oh, that we watched. Geez. Okay, we watched the second one that just was recently out? Correct. And the second trailer improved upon what the first trailer was. It gave more of a sense of story. It gave a more spooky sense to the story, and I enjoyed it. Although, I was annoyed with the usage of that cover of Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall, you could have done something different. I don't know. Would you want to do Crosby, Stills, Nash, Teach Your Children? Do a spooky one, sure. I mean, that's a kind of spooky like Pink that. Floyd, and I think that that was almost a go-to. Well, re- I think it kind of works because it's kids and mutants and students, and they're young and all that stuff. But yeah. what got me, I have to say, what got me and told me, yeah, this is definitely scary horror-based is the, or are the three, I think, places where there was a scream involved. Right. Whether you actually saw it or just heard it. Scream. It was like, wait a minute, this this hit me on a lower level, like, in inside. Right. This is more than... What you would believe the comic books to be, perhaps. But before we get into the overall tone, like let's rewind back over to the the song. My thing is this: I feel going with another brick in the wall is kind of cliche in the sense of then you might as well use "Schools Out for Summer," you know, by Alice Cooper, like other you know standards. But when you just said "Teach Your Children," I would be behind that because it's something you don't expect. That's no, um... but I, you could make Crosby, Stills, and Nash creepy. That's kind of hard to do. I could, I would be done with that. Um, yeah, I don't want to go there. Uh, but no, there's other what, songs David that. David Crosby's mustache. Well, no, I didn't see walrus. that, but I mean, you know, they're not spring chickens anymore, so there's a scare factor in, involved there. Ugh. You could go with several other songs that are teacher oriented. I don't know about Van Halen, hot for teacher, but <laughs> I was gonna make that joke. Mm-hmm. For, for some late. reason, Panama popped in my head instead. No, of like, no, no. But now, going back over to what you were saying about the tone of the movie. Again, as someone who just, like, read a big chunk of New Mutants, I think I'm on, like, the 53rd or 54th issue or something. I'm about to, I'm about to start Fall of the Mutants as of my X-Men reread, in case anybody at home cares. But Or elsewhere, for that matter. Exactly. Or, you care know, is as care does. Yeah. Care bears. <laughs> but the, you know, re- reading those stories, and, like, when we're seeing the whole... They're showing us our fears, and you see Sam in the mines where his parents or his father was working, and his father died, so he had to be the one that takes care of everything. And then his mutant powers manifested, yeah. and he became nay and vulnerable when blasting. Cannonball. Man, again, I cannot express how excited I am for this movie, and that's really saying something when Dark Phoenix... Yeah. I don't want. I didn't want that to be the finale. So mm-hmm. I I have very high hopes with this movie, and it got me thinking. 
people, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there on the internet who are Marvel fans and they'll talk about this stuff. They'll say, well, Marvel and Disney, they want to make this movie bad. They want to edit it so it can be bad so they can put more emphasis on the MCU. Uh, or maybe they just want to, you know, make a good movie and what they were given was crap. So fingers crossed the edits for this, the reshoots and everything, New Mutants can right the wrong that was Dark Phoenix. I want, if we have to have this be the ending, if this is it, I'm not talking about the Michael Jackson song from his 2009. Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald. This this is it, sorry. If this is it, more Huey Lewis there. There you <laughs> okay, go. Okay, Eddie. That's even better. Okay, you want to go there? Fine. I'm not going to sing it. Look it up. 1984. But Eddie, I want to hear you sing. That's good for you. Okay, keep wait for it. Because you I'm waiting. That's exactly right. I've been waiting. Oh no, no, I know. That. Well, you know what? In uh, in terms of looking scary, New Mutants comic books, and I believe he did do some in in that New Mutants run. Was I know Bill, you're going to say Bill, Bill. Sinkevich? Yeah. yeah. I like how you there said is, so, like on a first name basis. My good old buddy Bill over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you jumped into Sinkevich before I did. So I call him Billy. Yeah. Just to call him BS, I guess, even though it's his initials. Well, they are. They are. Okay. But you had mentioned on your post on Facebook about this. I might have to do a reread soon. And yes, you should. I'm. Oh, I yeah. I really oh. want to talk to you about some of this you stuff. You caught again. me in a weak moment there, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Again. When inundated meets reread. Ugh. To be fair, out of all of these, this is the first time a movie actually made you want to do a reread or a, hey, I want to read something related to this. Well, that hasn't been in a long time. So well, I kind of mean in a long time ever. <laughs> no, nah, you. I've you never were... said really about reread. I don't think so. Anyway, well, you still watched. You know, where you were reading like some of the Infinity Gauntlet stuff. Oh my, that's and true. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say you know it's when it happens, it kind of gets me excited because then it's like, oh crap! Even Eddie's excited for this. Um, well, I, I think it's so I can get a grip on who the characters are and what they do and can do and can't do. And, and so man. I'm not, so I'm not scratching my head saying, wait a minute, is this who I thought it was or yeah. Although I'm really interested in seeing what they're going to do with uh, sunspot Roberto da Costa, because his powers involve sunlight and the scene we have with him, he's in the dark. He stores it up. I, you know, yeah, but why, but it was something about his girlfriend was like a zombo or something. I don't know. Well, we did see at least, this this character of Sunspot in Days of Future Past, I thought. These timelines are so confusing, Eddie. <laughs> Regardless of what time it was, um, does anybody really know what time it is? Oh, look, here's a New Mutants issue right now. Ah, uh, good, good <laughs> was visual this supplement. Your, as I turned it over from the bottom up, was this your card? For the audio podcast, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Love that audio. <laughs> but I would say, I, I also like, by the way, that Marvel will plan some of these things out in the sense of their publishing division, where Jonathan Hickman is currently doing the X-Men. He's also doing New Mutants. And if you notice, the lineup for New Mutants is the exact same lineup as the movie. So it's kind of cool. See, I was going to say that the new New Mutants run, I believe, has most, Every, if not all, of the same characters as from the original run in the 80s. I think the only one that's missing is uh, Mirage. Okay. I couldn't run down the names, but I did I'm see enough to of them to see. Danny know. Moonstar is... Could she have been Mirage? This is coming from a guy who's read 54-something yeah. issues. But then again, guys, Jeez. as I had mentioned, I'm also reading X-Factor. 
I'm also reading some random ass Captain Britain books. Two, I'm reading Uncanny X Men. Yeah, she two braided brown ponytails. Correct. Correct. Got it. Well, it depends on the variation. You know, sometimes yeah, she's a Valkyrie. Well, that's a more blonde tresses than than brown. Yeah, but she was a Valkyrie. She ended she, up getting a horsey, with wings. Oh. A Pegasus. Okay, okay, I thought it was more of an Indian nature in terms of the she became ethnicity. A Valkyrie. She was a part of them. No, well, no, Valkyrie no. is more. Well, then you got to go with Valkyrie being blonde in the MCU, Eddie. But she's not. I, I, yes, they do that. I get it. Yes. <laughs> this is the podcast. This is the year of Eddie Wilson strangling Peter Melnick. <laughs> be there for that legendary podcasting moment. What episode number will it be? We're on one hundred and one now. I think. Well, it'll probably be on episode number. <laughs> what number most resembles hands around a throat? <laughs> one, one, one. I would go for my sake. It's eight oh eight. I'm giving myself a little some bit weird of weird looking fingers you got there, Melnick. Yeah, well, no, th- th- no, those are your fingers around my oh, neck, Eddie. Some weird looking fingers I got there. Okay. <laughs> or no, technically it'd be three oh three, but I really don't want to give myself that early. Okay, <laughs> but. Yeah, they they definitely piqued my interest with this, and that's their job. Yeah, but I've had so much disappointment with the Marvel X movies for the most part. So to see this, and by the way, I'm I'm somebody who's an X Men: The Last Stand apologist. Where it's it's not that bad, guys. I, I swear it's not that bad. But yeah. Actually, I can't even say it's been all that bad because The Wolverine was good, Logan was excellent, Deadpool 1 and 2 were fantastic, even Once Upon a Deadpool was great. You have X-Men 1, you have X-Men 2, 3 was... eh. Then you have First Class, which I thought was vastly underrated, then you have Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, which was certainly okay, and then you have that one. The The DP, yeah. No, no, Eddie, never use those initials ever, ever, oh, ever wait. again. DP7, that was a Marvel New Universe oh, title. We'll go with that. Okay. But. What, you want to say DF? I mean, the way it sounded? But, yeah, I would say if if this movie ends the streak of these X-Men movies as something decent, at least, I'm all for it. And I think... New Mutants was definitely one of those movies where they were trying to experiment with something, and I hate that we're never going to see the full fruition of what they wanted. Because if you remember, Deadpool was a comedy, both Deadpools. New Mutants was going to be the first X movie take on a horror movie. Gambit was going to be a rom-com. So to see them go in all these different directions... It would have been cool to see, but we didn't get that. But, and actually, even Logan was trying to be one of those movies, like a very serious drama. And in parts it had that, but, you know. But it had claws. A lot of claws. Snicked and so forth. No Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Well, the holiday just ended, Eddie. They did, so. But you know what holiday matters more because we're talking about spookiness. How many days till Halloween as of this recording? It's less than 10 months. 10 months minus one week. How about that? Good enough. Now, on top of that, we're talking about some other things that are going on with Marvel Studios. And the big one, the big one, is apparently rumored innuendo will have you believe that the Hulk 
and Namor the Submariner, their film rights have reverted from Universal over to Marvel Studios. So what that means is this. For the last decade plus, we were not allowed to get a Hulk movie done just by Marvel Studios. If you were to do that, you would have to have and give a little bit of money to Universal Studios because the character is co-owned by them. As a result now, the rights reverted apparently, and that means we could get our big green boy back on the big screen. Free agent. Yeah. Well, not really free agent because, oh, he's going to get snapped up by uh, DC. Just thinking of... Uh, <laughs> or Image. <laughs> See, Image, I would be fine with that. I... Throw him in an Alex and Ada adaptation. Who knows? Hulk smash puny sex bot. But <laughs> they... Damn. They are giving us the character on the big screen with the different interpretations. Like, you can't... You can use the character, but it can't be a full movie. That's why... he. The reason we got movies like Thor Ragnarok was we're testing the waters of, let's have a main movie and then a side... Or, you know, another character as the other half of the movie, but don't give them, you know, the top billing in the title. Like, one day we could maybe see Deadpool team up with Rocket Raccoon. Who knows? I would love to watch that movie, by the way. I'm sure, absolutely. But, but with Submariner, we really sub, haven't seen anything. Yeah, because at all again, Universal Studios. But when you said Hulk and Submariner together, I thought of oh, the old, um, which we call it title that they were both featured in Tales to Astonish or Sus- Tales of Suspense. It might have been called that before Marvel superheroes, right? Because they had both been in in that same title, which I think were were reprints. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. But. What I'm getting at is we might be able to see a new Hulk movie as well as seeing Namor the Submariner introduced into the main Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, what storyline did we want to go into and say what we want to see? Well, we'll say the big one, the most obvious one last. You know which one I'm talking about, bub. But we talked about it on our Facebook page. What would you guys want to see? And some people on there, like Tom Bennis had mentioned, Immortal Hulk. And Start with the most recent. Hmm. I have a way that it could be done. And the way that could be done is... What do you know? Link it over into the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Make people watch that. Because obviously we're going to have to watch all of these different series in order to get a gist of this. But you link it over into there, and you can do it this way. The series ends with what happened in, I believe, Civil War II or Age of... I want to say it's Civil War II. But during Civil War II... Clinton Barton, Hawk guy, ends up taking a gamma-radiated arrow and shooting it through the big green boy's head, thus killing him. Or in so that, we thought. In that, okay, and he's in Hulk form? Correct. And then he falls and down, I thought boom, you, be dead. But I thought it was of, a, of, of the arrow was made out of a different material. It had an, it had a gamma, it was gamma-infused. Did I say adamantium? Uh, before we recorded, I thought, yeah. No, it's, I, I might have slipped. Okay, I hope you didn't hurt yourself. Big boys don't cry. (laughs) They wail. They sure do. I cry like a little bitch. Big fish in the ocean. (laughs) But. (laughs) Spout. But with. You say Moby? (laughs) But with that, with the Immortal Hulk storyline, throw it into uh, Disney Plus, and then you end up having the Immortal Hulk storyline, or you end up doing Avengers 5, where at the end you end up bringing him back. 
maybe do it like a loosely based version of the No Surrender storyline where you end up in- introducing this character that has always been there this whole time. You just never noticed her. <sighs> Turns out it's the Grandmaster's daughter. You end up bringing back, oh, there's so much you can do with this. Like, there's so much. And then you end up doing an Immortal Hulk movie. Which, by the way, I've been thinking about it. The name, The Immortal Hulk. Back in the 1970s, everyone's favorite blonde orange hot dog wrestler, Hulk Hogan, ended up going on using the name The Incredible Hulk Hogan. And that's why, if you're a wrestling fan, you'll notice back in the 90s, whenever there was a Hulk Hogan appearance in a video game or Hulk Hogan merchandise, it would always say copyright Marvel because the Hulkster ended up licensing out the Marvel name so he could continue using the name Hulk in his name. And then eventually something legal thing happened where he was able to keep it. But the thing about it that makes me intrigued is why do they call it the Immortal Hulk? Is it a little homage, you know, the flip side? Because... The Hulkster used to use the name, or still does, the immortal Hulk Hogan. So are we going... I know it's yeah, obviously because he's alive again, but is that a little tip of the hat over to the Hulkster? Because, hey, you I'd used like Incredible. To say, I'd like to think not. I think so, because uh, why would know. you get the name the immortal Hulk? Because he can't die. Well, I get that. No, I'm, I know that, but what I'm saying is... And they want you to know that? Immortal Hulk is something that's been used in the lexicon before. And and again, I mean, there's a lot of things that get reused that used to be in one spot and now it's somewhere else. Hey, I have this with my Halloween decorations. I changed the positions of where some of these things are out there. And somebody said, hey, is that new? I said, no, it used to be over there. Yeah, I could see that. But so what's old is new again. For me, I'm going with the Hulkster on this. I think I think it's a little tip of the head. Well, you go right ahead, brother, and you do that. What you going to do when these 24-inch pythons get a hold of you? See, I didn't think we'd hear Eddie sing today, which unfortunately did not happen. But That's... we did get a Hulk Hogan impression, and... I gotta tell you, that's it's pretty great. But you know, Eddie, as a for, as a former former living mayor, governor of Minnesota. Oh jeez, yes, it did sound yes, like yes, Hulkster. It's a real consp- oh, I can't do my impression right now. Damn it! It's well, not as good had, as it normally is. You had is. Randy Savage going for me there, so that's why I well, said. Well, no, I'm I'm going with the yes. governor Jesse Ventura. Yes, you are. Okay. You know, it's not a conspiracy, Eddie. I'm your biggest fan. That's good. Shout out to Chad Ecto Young of Horror Movie Barbecue. And, and, I'm, and I'm just thinking from Super Mega Fest seeing a, a cosplayer dressed up as Paul Bearer oh. carrying an urn and all white faced. And oh, this is my movie. We yeah. got an Eddie Wilson Paul Bearer impression. I'm really happy with this episode. <laughs> this is really going. Now do Captain Lou Albano, Eddie. Do Captain Lou. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Not the rubber bands and all. <laughs> Talk about your hair bands. Whoa. Now, another story, Eddie. What do you want to see other than the one that you mentioned, Bub? Uh, one, of the, one of the Hulk storylines, I guess, was either Planet Hulk or what there was, World War we, Hulk. We got Planet Hulk, though, through Thor Ragnarok. So, okay, okay. I was actually thinking back to, I guess it was in the 70s, when he had a green-skinned love interest from another planet and work her into maybe that... Um, Sort of like a Planet Hulk prequel. I'd love to see Crossroads done, the storyline involving Doctor Strange. Ew, I can't place the time frame there, but that's okay. That's pre John. He has like the time pre John Burns uh, run. 
sure. So um, that was the one I was looking for. If you remember, on our comic hunts for a little while. Yeah, was that the two hundreds issue number I think somewhere? Three hundreds later. Three, okay, early threes. Oh, okay. I thought John Burns was in the two. I don't know. It might be. I, I got to look it up later. But okay. Crossroads would be a cool storyline to see at adapted. Although it's kind of been adapted with the uh, Ang Lee Hulk movie, which, by the way, someone Ooh. on the post said. I think it was on a comment on Reddit or something or somewhere on Facebook, wherever. But the comment was, they should make another Ang Lee Hulk movie then. And I said, no, because we don't. We already have a lot of good Marvel movies. We don't need a crappy one again. We don't want. We don't need a crappy MCU movie. Although some fans out there, oh, what about Captain Marvel? Shut up. But <sighs> Captain Marvel at best was okay. I thought it was a good movie. It was a pretty gosh darn good movie. You I liked say. it a lot. I enjoyed I it. I did. But again, it's all right to like a movie. But the one we both agree with, and we've had a guest on the show, hi, Mark, that we agree with should happen, Hulk versus Wolverine. Absolutely. To the point where Marvel is re-releasing now issues 182 and 180 of The Incredible Hulk because they did a facsimile edition of 181, Wolverine's quote-unquote first full appearance. But they have those two issues. They're doing facsimiles of those. So you can have the whole story now. Well, that's smart. That's, I think that's, so. That's, that's, that's good marketing. And you didn't have to quote first full appearance, because when you say full, then yes, it absolutely is. Well, because I also consider cameo appearances as the first appearance of a character. First appearance, not first full appearance. Uh, it's, their whole body's in the panel, Eddie. I. Uh, more than one panel, I suppose. This so wow. This is one of those controversial choice or conversations for this. So who would have thought? Yeah, I personally, I feel Kiss's first appearance is in that last panel in that one issue of Howard the Duck, and then you know, flip side, I think the first appearance of Venom is in Spider Man. I think two ninety nine. Then you're gonna have to go with yeah. not uh, Secret Wars two issue number eight for the black. Costume, Spidey costume, as it not being there, right? Yeah, but it's on Eddie Brock. It's the costume Eddie we're Brock. talking about. Uh, if you want to break it down, the, co tomato. the costume on this character, the costume on the other character, yeah. yeah. The costume on the tailpipe of the motorcycle in the, in the movie. I mean, <laughs> Let's not talk about that movie, Eddie. Uh, and then another thing going on right now is rumor and innuendo is that a certain Tom Holland will be appearing in a cameo role. There's negotiations going on, apparently, for Venom 2. Hey, guys. And if that's the case, cool. You can do it yeah. like we've recently heard like on Jeremy Conrad's podcast, the MCU Cosmic Cast. He suggested maybe they could do it like he ends up showing up on a screen on a TV, talking about how he's a menace and he's on the run. So like it's the multiverse kind of overlaps with other elements, but not everything matches. So... Sure, why not? And that would be a way to not have to have the timelines completely accurate. Yeah. Or something like that. But all these different stories, you could do so much. Yeah. And by the same token, you can only do so much because, you know, money. I don't know, though, how I feel about the idea of Tom Holland appearing in this, as long as the movie's good. But we haven't seen anything. We don't know what the movie's about. Personally, I keep forgetting that this year... Eddie, I'm going to ask you, what what Marvel movies are coming out this year? I think, no, not first, but Black Widow is May 1st. Correct. And what is it, April? 
I have April 3rd in my head. Um, is that the New Mutants? Might be New Mutants, sure. Okay. What else? I'm not trying to do one of those put you on the spot things, but yeah, no, this I, will show that I, even you don't care about this movie, evidently. I, you know what? I got to the point where, yes, phase one, phase two, all the movies and everything like that, and trying to remember the we order they were coming out and all that kind of stuff. What? We have Eternals. Eternals, yes. Okay, we, which previously but was talked about. Here's the movie that I'm t- telling you about that I think you forgot is going to be happening, or you just don't care enough. Starring Dead Behind the Eyes, Jared Leto. Morbius. Morbius. Wow. That's this year. Okay. Okay. Do you I, care I, about I, Morbius? I th- I will. I will I will do that. Yes, absolutely. And I don't mean just for the podcast listening audience, but for myself as well, and to know more about this character that well, we'd have to look up his first appearance and post that on Instagram, won't we? We probably will. Yeah. I mean Adventure into Fear, I think, was uh uh fertile ground for where he first showed up, like um Swamp Thing. Uh Man Thing. Whoops. Mm. Crossover. Look out. Crossovers nobody asked for. So that is absolutely correct and well put also. But the idea of a Morbius movie, I just, I still don't care. Like, I don't like Jared Leto. That's my thing. I like him in certain movies, but nah, no bueno. Then maybe this is part of what they're trying to do is to get you to care. About Jared Leto? The Marvel Comics character. Oh, good, because I don't care about Jared Leto. (laughs) Now that we've got that settled. But the... (laughs) I think that, though, with the way the Marvel movies have evolved and what we've seen and over time, of course, come to expect, okay, here's the next lineup. Let's just, I'm sitting back to wait what happens. I'm not sitting on pins and needles saying, okay, another three weeks to go kind of thing. Well, you're an adult and you have taxes. And all that stuff. Yeah, life happens. So when they're ready and we start seeing, oh, that's right, here it comes. It's out in a month type of thing. So with previous stuff, we didn't know what to expect. Having seen so many movies now, we know that it's top-notch entertainment and effects and everything under that big umbrella. And now, maybe, with certain ones, you'd be like, okay, well, I wonder how they're going to make this one work and do well, be a blockbuster. So I just wish they were not doing this separate cinematic universe, the Venom-verse or whatever. I wish just everything was under one umbrella because... I'm tired of cinematic universes. I'm so tired of it. Marvel did it right. Let Marvel do their own thing. Everyone else can go play their own thing, but make your own movies. Stop, you know, aping ideas because we're supposedly going to get a Transformers universe next where Bumblebee was like the reboot of everything and they're going to start their own thing. Flip side of that, though, Bumblebee was really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as long as you have somebody, a creative direction like that, that I'm fine with. But when we had the almost monster verse happen involving the mummy featuring Tom Cruise, John, please include that audio footage of or the audio of Tom Cruise screaming in that trailer. <laughs> it's really funny. I'll play it for you later. It's so funny. We have that. And then we also have the Kaiju verse going on right now that, you know, started with Godzilla and is gonna be leading to Godzilla versus King Kong, I think, this year. I'm totally not knowing that. Wow. Yeah, it's Godzilla, then Kong Skull Island, then Godzilla King of the Monsters, rated PG-13 in theaters and IMAX, and then they have Godzilla versus King Kong. Well, that would be a good build-up, too, to have it come together with that. But and then they're going to do all their other stories. But Kong Skull Island? Geez, they did Amusement Park and Universal first. Now they're doing them. Well, I thought it was the other way around. There's There's a lot they can do with this, and... 
I just feel cinematic universes. I don't want to see anymore. It's also like, oh boy, here comes another stinger scene. I can't wait to sit in the movie theater longer. But, you know, that's why I, when I go see a movie, I get excited because I'm thinking to myself, wow, I can actually leave. Like once the credits hit. <laughs> you know, like I don't need to see Sam Jackson walking up to uh, Adam Sandler at the end of Uncut Gems. I really don't need to hear. So. Here's the Avengers initiative. You're going to go in your colon. Yeah, I, I don't care, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that had to be brought back. Very good. Not. I, I agree. But, no pun intended, they also... Oh, they There's also one final thing that we want to talk about, and that is the rumor right now that Marvel Studios is in talks with someone for Thor Love and thunder that's right we might be getting another batman in the marvel universe and i feel we're finally going to see christian bale method act to the level where he tries to become a horse we might see him become beta ray bill oh my other people have suggested he could be the president of roxon we could see him well there's Far Cry, 180 degree difference there. All right. Mitch Halleck suggested, Mitch Halleck, King of the Nerds, suggested... Terrificon. Balder the Brave. Wow. There's so many possibilities with this. Mm -hmm. And personally, I want to see him voice Beta Ray Bill. Let's see him do something like that. Yeah, that would be a nice Thor storyline. But because they've been teasing Beta Ray Bill for the last, like, few years now. Was he going to be in the Guardians? We don't know. Was he going to be in this? We don't know. But he did show up in Thor Ragnarok, partially. Because if you remember the gigantic mm. thing, the, uh, the building, you see him on there. You see him in Man-Thing. Yeah, I got to go back to that. Yeah. Somebody pointed that okay. out. These, It's funny. There's always little Easter eggs and That's little an egg. things yep. that people f- notice immediately. I don't. I've watched Avengers Endgame quite a few times now. I still have not seen Howard the Duck in the movie. Um, I agree. And he's even, there. Even from what, the first Iron Man movie? What is it? Is it the prototype Captain America Shield? Yeah. That's in the workshop? I've seen that. It's literally just hand me this and it's the shield. Completed? Yeah. Or just straight or, I think partially non non painted. again, when I finally go through one of my rewatches, I will let you know. But you you do that. I will. I yep. will. Some listeners be on you for that, Peter. Did you let it? You know, I probably won't because I'm going to be watching Clone Wars. See, okay. Well, season seven is coming soon to Disney Plus. Oh, well, excuse me. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Ah, <laughs> uh, the eye roll Eddie gave me for that was delightful. No, it was more like an eye drop. <laughs> Dry eyes. Dry eyes. Yeah, Visine. <laughs> we need sponsors. Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. But <laughs> gets the red out. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to see Christian Bale play? In Thor, Love and Rockets, or Thor, Love and Thunder. Wow, we're gonna go on a holiday on the moon. Love and Rockets, isn't that a group? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so alive. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty-nine. I, I referenced Holiday on the Moon, my favorite song. Oh, okay, it's the only one I know. Oh boy, I, he the could... Balder the Brave one got me though. Yeah, yeah. And would you? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Would you be casting him in a, you know, a, a villain type role? Or, in or all not. honesty, I could see that because you have Michael Keaton come in. Who was he? Volchair. Volchair. 
Vulture. Did we both make the? Because I heard Vulture. No, I was going the, for the usual, but I just gave up after Vol. <laughs> vulture. I was repeating the way you were saying it, so oh. I couldn't even get the second syllable out, and you were there. You have him as the villain. Yeah. I want to see them just keep bringing in different Batmen, and I once you tell me yours, I got something involving a Batman I want to see happen in the Marvel universe. So go. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to think through what I know of Thor. And from, hard, one of the, from one of the earlier titles that I had just read, or I think the very, I don't know, the very first Thor issue I got was in the 70s. And I think it was, I'm going to say 276. It had a red bearded, red haired Thor. And he apparently bested the God of Thunder and was now wielding Mjolnir. And it said on the cover, long live the new improved Thor. And I, you know, don't recall that story. I don't know who this character was, but could it be another person, you know, vying for the hammer? And Lady Sif, baby, for all we know, or, or what, whatever. Um, so it could be something as, as simple as that, but it would have to be more than that, though. Um, so so you, really yeah. don't have, you don't have a pick yet? I, um, I got nothing. So I've been thinking, we're seeing, like I said, all of the Batmen enter the Marvel Universe slowly. Now, either I want to see... This could happen one day. Marvel would... Marvel Studios would be, would be very ballsy to do this move. This is my first one, and then I'll go with my second one. The second one is the one I thought of first and the one I really want to see happen. Keep track, guys, because gun girls, because we're not... Squadron Supreme. <sighs> you end up bringing in Ben Affleck as Nighthawk, Henry Cavill as Hyperion. <laughs> you end up bringing in Jason Momoa as whoever the Aquaman version was in the Squadron Supreme, etc., etc. I want to see this. But all happen. at the same time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Hey, Marvel's got that money. Disney Plus has made a lot of money so far. Yeah, well. You, well okay. And then, my other idea. We've been seeing a lot of Marvel guys that were former Batman come in as villains. Let's mix shit up. Ben Affleck, Mr. Fantastic. Let him get his redemption for the crap movie that was Daredevil. From the first? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. He could make a good Mr. Fantastic. He's got the salt and pepper. And I realize everyone wants to see John Krasinski, who's crazy for crazins, come to the Marvel Universe as Mr. Fantastic. I get it. But Ben... Ben could do it. Ben could pull it off, and this could be his redemption for Daredevil. And I, I can't say redemption. Batman because, well, yeah, because a lot of fans feel uh. he ruined the character for so long, this, that, the other thing. I don't care. For 15 years now or whatever? You haven't, Eddie, do you realize how petty fanboys can be for holding grudges? I'm learning. <laughs> oh, they're very petty. But I never forgave you for okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot of that. They are definitely a lot of green goblins, and they look like goblins too. But I would love to see him in the role of Mr. Fantastic, and I think it could work. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Yeah, okay. So I think that's gonna wrap up this episode. But before we go, we love you. For yes. the Marvelists, yes, I'm Peter Melnick. <laughs> Don't forget where you can find us. That is posting six days a week, if not on the seventh day, when we should all be resting. And that would be starting with Marvel Monday. Team Up Tuesday. Wolverine Wednesday. Thursday. First appearance Friday. And Spider-Man Saturday. That's right, you guys. 
Webs up. Webs up for Spider-Man. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior. It's time for the first 2020 round rousing at that of Obsessed with Marvel. And we hope to go 20 for 20. Um, well, three for three would be a nice start, actually, because... We'll see what we can yeah, do. Uh, I'm just happy that this book, its battery component, still has life to it. The question is 1,228. Not the spot where my bookmarker was. Uh-oh. This could be a problem, or somebody's just messing with me. And it could be a mixture of both. 1,228. There it is. Okay. What does XSE stand for? X-Men Special Edition. X-Men Superhuman Elite. X-Men Security and Education. Xavier School Enforcers. Xavier Security Enforcers. What does XSE stand for? X-Men Superhuman Elite. X-Men Security and Education, Xavier School Enforcers, Xavier Security Enforcers. I'm going to go D. I feel like it isn't D, but I'm going to have to go with D. Oh. Because I'm not into this part of my reread yet. Um, I'm not into the regular read yet, but I've seen it on a title. It sounds like a bishop thing, yeah. I would say D, so let's, let's just try it. Yes. Good enough. Goonies are good enough. Good for a win. Cindy Lauper, thank you very much. 1985, anyone? Question number 284. Two, eight, four. One more page. Armbar. The first beaten dead horse joke of 2020. It had to be you. 284. What weapon did Abraxas intend to use to obliterate all realities? This comes under... Fantastic Four headline category. What weapon did Abraxas intend to use to obliterate all realities? Abraxas? Oh, I loved Abraxas when I was teaming up against him in Abraxas. Of the I start universe. every day by having a breakfast. It's good Abraxas, for a growing boy. I, I was Abraxas. I'm Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, Off the grid. Okay, the weapon. Wow. The Cosmic Cube, the Evil Eye, the Ultimate Nullifier, or the Infinity Gauntlet? What weapon did Abraxas intend to use to obliterate all realities? The Cosmic Cube, the Evil Eye, the Ultimate Nullifier, or the Infinity Gauntlet? I have a guess. I can't you? say D. Uh, D no. doesn't make sense. No, it does not. And Cosmic Cube, same. Uh, right, right. And I don't necessarily think the Evil Eye. It, may be, it might be something... Out there somewhere, but not perhaps in this context. But you know, Eddie, when I was working on and you said Predator in like 1987, that. I didn't think I would work on a movie called Abraxas with, yeah, alongside I, Jim Belushi. When you did your Jesse sort of kind of want to be the See, body venture. Jesse voice is finally good. And I good. scorned at you and gave you the evil eye. Yeah. Well, I think eyes, the answer is eyes, the Eddie. ultimate nullifier, so let's try C. Yes! Yeah, that was Holy the one smokes. I would go with, too. Two for two. I don't know if we're going to do 20 for 20, but we're not sitting we'll here that long. We can do. We are not sitting here for that long. Okay, now oh, we go on. Up. There's so many Jesse Ventura impressions ele- can come out of this. Uh, 1187. Who raised Rogue? Jim Neidhart raised Rogue? I know this answer, by the way. I think I know this answer. Uh, Margali Zardos. That's an S-Z. Zardos. Nope. Charles Xavier. Nope. Mystique. Yep. Her mother, Priscilla. 
P-R-I-C-I-L-L-A. Priscilla. Priscilla. Anyway. Who raised Queen Roque? Queen of the desert. <laughs> Mar- Margali, Zardos, Charles Xavier, Mystique, or her mother, Priscilla? I think, yes, C, Mystique. And so do you. C, please. <gasps> three for three? What it is, is a hat trick. What does this mean? Yes, in hockey. Do you want to go to five? To five. I don't know. We're pushing our luck. I know. One more. Let's make it question number four. Because it's 2020. No, it's 271. That is a multiplier of five. Mm. How did Reed Richards finally defeat Dr. Doom after Doom stole the Silver Surfer's cosmic power? Ah, shit. <laughs> he pooped on him. Yes, okay. <laughs> Uh, was it finding... We're not going to leave with a perfect one today, are we? <laughs> was it finding and freeing the Silver Surfer from captivity? No, I don't know. Was it using Doom's own device to drain the power from him? Was it tricking Doom into flying into the energy barrier Galactus used to trap the Surfer on Earth? Or was it pitting Doom against Galactus's new herald? I have no time frame to, to base this on, so... Neither do I. <laughs> who, who would Galactus's new herald have been? Nova? The female Frankie Ray version? I don't know. I forget who came after after her. How did Reed Richards finally defeat Dr. Doom after Doom stole the Silver Surfer's cosmic power? Finding and freeing the Silver Surfer from captivity, using Doom's own device to drain the power from him, tricking Doom into flying into the energy barrier Galactus used to trap the Surfer on Earth, or pitting Doom against Galactus's new herald? I think it's C. You do? Because I think this ends up tying into when he ends up losing or you, the opening of Supervillain Team-Up. Because I remember seeing him falling from the sky in the beginning of that issue. Who falling from the sky? Doom? Doctor Doom. Okay. And Supervillain Team-Up from... Giant size number one. From the 70s? Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to go with C. Ah. All right. My, my gut was telling me, A, finding and freeing the Silver Surfer from captivity. I'll go with Peter's C. It is correct. Lordy, lordy, Wow. Lordy. Well, on that note, since you were so optimistic about being four for four, we must stop here. Yes, God, yes. <laughs> I don't want to lose. And Happy New Year again. Excelsior and so forth.